The only way to get self-confidence is fake it till I make it? No. Practice. You think I took shortcuts? No. It took me centuries of training and fighting and just beating up demons. Just so many demons. Eh, anyway, nothing worth anything comes for free. Hello and welcome to episode 523 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a reviews and previews episode. We got a few comics to review and then we'll get to the goodies coming out in the future that you can pick up at comic shops or online or wherever you like to get your things. That was a little Monkey King quote. Back in the day, uh, why is my computer freezing up now? That's not a good thing. Oh, come on, <laughs> that figures. Why is that being like that? I think it's because all these stupid pop ups. But we're going to start out with our comics, starting out with Lazarus Planet Alpha from DC Comics. Change the world. Following the explosive, literally, events of Batman vs. Robin number 4, the Lazarus volcano has erupted spewing dangerous and transformative chemicals into Earth's atmosphere. As these Lazarus clouds rain down upon the planet, people across the globe begin to develop strange new abilities, watch their already extraordinary abilities change, and witness a whole host of chaos unlike anything the DCU has experienced before. It's up to Damian Wayne to put out the distress call for whoever can still hear it. Come to the ruins of the Hall of Justice and help save the world. Poison Ivy, Power Girl, Cyborg, Batman, and more answer the call. But why could the fate of all life as we know it rest in the hands of Monkey Prince? Because he's the coolest character in the DC Universe right now. This is done by Mark Wade, writer, Ricardo Federici is the artist, and it is highly interesting. I'm not big on the whole Lazarus volcano being made out of magic, because I just feel like that's going to be a temporary solution to all the things in the world, and... Everything we're starting to learn now that we're going to have to unlearn because it's just going to, it's magic. It's going to go away. It never sticks around. So it's, what's going to happen is people that get powers, are they going to lose all their powers? Are there going to actually be some new super characters out there? Who knows? You're going to have to read the run to find out, but. I started out the beginning one because of the monkey prince being a key in the Lazarus Planet Alpha and the second 
uh, comic in the story run goes right to Monkey Prince number 10. I should say probably the third comic since it started out in the Batman-Robin run. But Monkey Prince number 10 from DC Comics. Batman versus Robin tie-in. Sound the alarm bells and bow at his feet because the legendary Monkey King is finally released from the Phantom Zone. And what timing this is. When the first thing Monkey King senses is that his oldest foe turned friend turned who knows what was also just released from his own captivity. Nezha. But most importantly, does Monkey King sense his own son, Monkey Prince? And does he even know of Monkey Prince's existence? Find out here along with the secret origin of Marcus' son and why he is the Monkey Prince. This is fun seeing the Monkey Prince and Supergirl and his little crush for her and trying to behave himself and this coming across the being that they're dealing with that's got some special weaponry and while this is happening we're also dealing with the rain from the Lazarus volcano and seeing how it affects certain people and weapons and batteries and all that and yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like where the Monkey Prince is going. I'm liking that it's bringing us some historical reference back to the Monkey King. But this is done. Gene Luen Yang is the writer. Bernard Chang is the artist. Marcelo Mayalo is the colorist. Wes Abbott Letter. And I'm sure they got a variety of covers for this one too. But this is a nice link on to the Monkey Prince storyline and finding out more about his family's history, including some interesting things that some other characters might be part of. But I don't want to ruin it for you. You're going to have to read it to find out. But I like the Monkey Prince run. That's my favorite DC run outside of Harley Quinn at the moment, I would say. And next up, we got Nightclub number two. I don't know. I, for some reason, my computer is being really wonky today. This does not want to work with me. But Nightclub number two. Yeah. Well. This is by Mark Miller and Juan Juanan Ramirez. Uh, Image Comics did this. If you don't know much about it, they put them out as $1.99 cover price. Just to see how it goes. And if you're not on this run, I say get on it. It's fun. But Danny Garcia is a high school student who was bitten by a vampire. But he isn't going to mope around and be some annoying goth. He's going to be a superhero. And he's bitten his best friends too so they can form a team. This is going to be great. It's fun seeing 
his friends learning who he is, what's up with him, because last they seen him, he was basically in a hospital, paralyzed, done for after doing a stunt for YouTube or whatever for their social media and wanting to be kind of like superheroes, but then ends up getting injured to the point of being on the verge of death and basically riding out the rest of your life hooked up to machines and getting a second chance at life with some superhero style powers. So I am interesting what the him and his friends are going to do along the way, but this story is definitely worth checking out for this price. You can't beat it. I mean, Christ, you pre-order it, you're paying almost a buck an issue. So, <laughs> like a buck 25 an issue or so. But last up, we got Punisher number nine. This is from Marvel Comics, of course. We have Jason Aaron, Jesus Saiz, and Paul Azaceta. And Matt Hollingsworth and VC's Corey Petit are all part of this run. The epic showdown between the God of War and the Fist of the Beast. But even if the Punisher somehow survives Ares, other forces are already gathering to bring him down. Once and for all. The cult of assassins known as the Hand made Frank Castle an offer he couldn't refuse become their high slayer in exchange for the resurrection of his long-dead wife, Maria. Frank now serves as the Hand's Fist of the Beast, residing in their fortress in Japan along with Maria. As Maria's memory returns, so have her questions about their absence, absent children whom the Hand has been unable to resurrect. Frank has also been manifesting supernatural abilities due to his growing connection to the demonic beast, a cause of concern among his one-time allies. Ares, the god of war, is the leader of a cult of his own dis disciples and has been angered over Frank's alliance with the Hand. Ares led an army to the Hand's stronghold for a final confrontation with Frank who is armed with a gun stocked with bullets, specially forged from the shattered remnants of a mystical dagger. The King of Killers is the storyline's namesake. Uh, yeah, I, was, I thought it was so stupid how Ares used some of the hand members as dogs to find his way into the temple which when you get into the woods you can see the temple towering way above the woods so I don't understand why you'd have to have someone show you how to find the temple when you can see it clearly from where you're standing and they're not pivoting through the woods they're just going right through the woods clear cutting and burning everything and of course, I think it's a mystical forest, so they're affecting that and other things along the way. And then Frank, with his blood red powers leaking from his body and his new 
sidekicks and going into battle against Ares's men and it's just it's an interesting look at that side of Frank uh, I think Frank's still in his right head but other superheroes don't think so so they're putting a group together to put Frank down apparently because they're judging him without finding out what's actually going on Maria at the same time is wandering around the hands empire and taking some things into her own hands uh I think we're leading up to Frank taking down the hand also. Getting things back to the normal Punisher days. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be able to take Maria with him. Because I think she's all just a link to that temple and the powers that created her are going to end her I have a feeling but Frank's got to expect that because he knows she's not the Maria that he once knew and then with all the children and all that it's just even less of a family get together but yeah this run has been enjoyable I think it's going 12 issues and we will be finishing reviewing them on Crimson Color Comic Club. So check those out. I just reviewed this one because I did not have my issue. When we did 8 and 9 last week. So I, was, I reviewed 8 but I wasn't able to review number 9 on the Crimson Color Comic Club. So figured I'd get it done here since they did their, did it already on there. So go back and listen to what they have to say. But if you like Punisher at all, I suggest checking this out. I was leery at first, but it pulled me in. So that's it for reviews. We'll be back with some previews right after this. So stick around. All right. Next up for goodies is Second Coming Trinity number one of six by Ahoy Comics. Back again, the book that turned the comics industry upside down with quite a bit of humor and a lot of heart. The New York Times, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, tackles his biggest challenge in 2,000 years, babysitting a child with superpowers. Meanwhile, his roommate, the superhero called Sunstar, faces his greatest enemy and his own guilt. In a court of law written and created by 2022 Eisner winner Mark Russell with art by co-creator Richard Pace and Leonard Kirk. Isn't everyone an Eisner award-winning writer nowadays? It seems like every time they post them, they got to mention that. Yeah, I don't know. What's the difference if God's taking care of someone with superpowers? Doesn't he have the ultimate superpowers? I mean, 
Isn't he supposed to? I don't know. Not my thing. We got Silence number one of five by Literati Publishing. It's the extraordinary, or in this extraordinary rock and roll mythology mashup, Johanna Jones returns to her hometown of Anthem, a down-on-its-luck shipping town, to discover the ship her father sailed on has gone missing. She ends up aboard a yellow submarine named the Heart of Gold, headed directly into Hades, Hexagon, to find the missing crew, accompanied by her childhood best friend, a rich young addict, and a punk legend. That's a music one that's not grabbing me for once. Yet Sins of Sinister, Dominion, number one one-shot in Marvel Comics. Seven Trillion Deadly Sins, The Thousand Years of Hell and Damnation comes to end with the loudest scream in history, and for the truly guilty, there is no escape. Can the future change the present? Or will we just make all the same mistakes again? Either way, the present will have to live with the future's sin- sins. Let's get Mr. Sinister on the cover. I don't know enough about that character to know whether or not I'd be into him. They have a Snoopy and his race car motorized model kit. And they got a Snoopy is. Joe Cool, motorized model kid. Joe Cool surfing. And we got Soko, number one of four by Sumerian Comics. A routine traffic stop for two Serbian beat cops quickly descends into corruption and betrayal as a dark trail of evidence leads to the discovery of unimaginable depravity. Depravity. Mark Wade says Soko is energetic and kinetic as hell. It's, it gripped me from page one and wouldn't let go. I trust his opinions. Might be pretty good. Decent cop drama. They have Sonic the Hedgehog magnet assortments by Attaboy. They have a Star Wars book of Bobbit. Boba Fett, Grogu with the Rancor vinyl pop figure. Just, it's by uh, Funko. It's the Rancor's cute as hell, and then Grogu too with the Rancor. It's a, that, that one's going to be a big seller, I think. And Star Wars Darth Vader, Black, White, and Red, number one. I knew there was another. Uh, three-way, the black, white, and whatever color item coming out this month. And this is by Marvel Comics. The other one was a one-shot. This one looks like it's going to be ongoing, probably at least five issues. We got the Dark Lord of the Sith-like. You've never seen him before. Following the successful Black, White, and Red series produced by Marvel Comics, Darth Vader now takes the spotlight. For Tales of Terror by some of the industry's most talented creators. Peach Momoko will spin a story 
only she can bring to life. Plus the return of Jason Aaron to the world of Star Wars with part one of his Vader tale spanning all four issues. Okay, so there's going to be a four issue run. And yeah, I think I am going to get it because I love those so far. They got a Star Wars Grogu Tamagotchi Nano Blue version by BNTCA. And I can see these being huge too. Uh, they also have a Star Wars Grogu using Force Tamagotchi Nano in case set with his big old ears all connect and face connected to the Tamagotchi uh, figure thing case. And we got Star Wars Return of the Jedi Ewoks number one one shot. We really need to bring the Ewoks back. <laughs> Tales of the Ewoks on the moon of Endor, occupied by the species called Ewoks. A group of these stout creatures has gathered around the fire to recount tales of triumph, defeat, and horror. In the art-forward manner of storytelling, watch an eclectic group of artists interpret the stories from the unique minds of Ewoks in a manner only they can envision. This can't-miss issue for Star Wars fans of mirth Merriment and artistry is the book you've been craving. Really? <laughs> I tried to rewatch those Ewok movies from the past. Oh my god, they're so terrible. <laughs> and the Ewoks with their little zipper up outfits that you can totally tell. <laughs> it's, just... uh, it's it's bad. <laughs> I think I made it about 10 minutes into each one of them again. Uh, watch the Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> holiday special. That's more fun. <laughs> but I know people liked it. And when I was younger, I watched them all, but I don't think I cared for them back then either. Streets of Glory Platinum Foil Bag Set of Six Comics by Avatar Press. I have no idea what Streets of Glory comics are. We got Summer's War Awakening, number one by Image Comics. Civil War rages across the land of Aaliyah. These armies summon magical creatures to battle each other in a seemingly never-ending struggle. And newly trained summoner Rai has been thrust onto the front lines. Now Rai and her companions are stranded deep within hostile territory, occupied by soldiers on the ground and sky pirates in the clouds above. But a cunning new bounty hunter stalks her every move, and Rai's skills will have to be stronger than ever to make it home alive. Discover new friends, new foes, and powerful creatures in the next chapter of the action-packed Summoner's War Saga. That name sounds familiar. I feel like I have some of those too from the past. Alright, there's a Superama Marvel Carnage Diorama by Loyal Subjects. If you're a fan of the Carnage figure, these, these are cool little dioramas. 
backgrounds with the characters popping out of them. Then we got Superman or Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow, number one by DC Comics. Connor Kent takes center stage. After the events of Dark Crisis, Connor feels out of place with the rest of the hero community. He doesn't fit in with the rest of the Superman family, and the rest of the world doesn't really need him with so many supers in Metropolis. He doesn't want to rely on Tim, Cassie, and Bart, so Connor looks to the stars as a place he might be able to call his own and carve out his own path. But what lurks in the great unknown? Are bravado and swagger enough to help Superboy find his new calling? This is the 2022 Round Robin winner picked by you, the fans. Really? I didn't pick it. Yet Super Fuzz Fred Fly Fly Pogger model kit by Atlantis Model Company. Some more Big Daddy Ross type stuff. Style stuff. Uh got Tales of Terror Quarterly, Heart's Desire by Xenoscope Entertainment. Art is interpretive by nature, and sometimes we can see what we want in a piece. But what happens when the piece shows us our deepest wish, our heart's desire? Will it be all that we hoped it would be? Or could it become twisted into something much worse? I like how the covers got her holding the chopped off human head upside down. And she's got her paintbrush in hand full of blood that she's painting the canvas with from the head. <laughs> All right, we got Tales of Volcania, number one by Scout Comics. Volcania, Volcania. Based on the role playing game Volcania by Gear Games, the shadow of a war has changed the world of Volcania forever. Ours is the story of a young swordsman named Sidna. She is consumed with rage and has sworn to avenge her family and her people on those who dropped the bomb on her nation. As a result of her quest, she herself is now hunted and on the run, pursued by a group of vicious bounty hunters and dangerous mutants. This is a tale of Volcania, the beginning of an epic magma punk adventure. Lots and lots of new stories out there. We got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, The Lost Day Special One-Shot. I was afraid that they'd come out with more and more of these things, and the new run would be expanded beyond what I wanted to do. <laughs> but we'll see. A special one-shot set in the Ronin-verse. After the last Ronin defeated Oroko Hurado, master of the Foot Clan, New York City was free for the first time in more than a decade. But along with the newfound freedom comes a dangerous power vacuum waiting to be filled. And without a common enemy in the Foot Clan, 
Various factions are vying to take control. Longtime resistance leader April O'Neill finds herself on her loved ones, finds herself and her loved ones, including four small mutant turtles she and her daughter, Casey Marie Jones, are raising and training together once again, caught up in a battle for the soul of the city. When April takes the young mutant turtles with her on a supply run into the city, they become lost and must find their way back to the sewer lair or risk becoming collateral damage in the newest power struggle, overtaking the streets. Old memories mix with new realities as April and her four small charges race to get back home before it's too late. I mean, did April get knocked up by one of the turtles? That's why they got four little turtles? I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. It's not anything from... It's different from the story I last read. I know I'm behind a little bit. We'll see. And then we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, The Lost Years Director Cut. Number one. Revisit the first chapter of the last Ronin story journey in this epic, in-depth director's cut edition of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin's Lost Years, number one. Enjoy all original content, newly paired with never-before-seen artifacts of the desks of Kevin Eastman, Cy Gallant, and Ben Bishop. This title will be standard trim size, not the oversized format format of the last Ronin series. See, this pisses me off, too. It's like they're all doing this. Walking Dead, all the big ones. They're sitting there coming out with these director's cut versions, these alternate versions, these extended versions, all this shit. It's kind of like a F you to the fans. I mean, yes, it's nice getting more and more stuff. But just give it, give us the best to start with and leave the rest out and quit sucking our fucking pocketbooks dry. I mean, it's insane how many Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle things come out lately. And then they're sitting there doing these reprints now after they did all these like best of and stuff. So that was reprinted stories. Oh my God. It's just turning into Archie comics. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I think we should live in a world where you can earn enough by sticking with your original items and allow people to explore the rest of the world and check out other artists and writers by being able to buy their stuff. But they can if you sit there and come out with 50 to to $100 of their shit every month that your collector fans are going to want to buy. It just, it adds up quick. All right. We got Terror War, number one, by Image Comics. Saladin Ahmed and Dave Acosta make their image debut with this sci-fi horror series about working people fighting mind-bending monsters. Blue City was the last livable place on Earth. Now it's crawling with terrors. 
creatures that transform into their victims' worst fears. Humanity's last hope. Mohammed Chow and his overworked, underpaid crew of freelance terror fighters. We're not heroes, we're contractors. Mm, yeah. There's a threshold, a lure, luscious, vague set of four comics from Boundless Comics. There's also a Threshus Allure Pandora bag set. All of these are four comic sets from Boundless Comics. There's a Threshold Pandora Huntress bag set. Threshold Pandora Mythic bag set. They got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Deluxe Turtle Blimp Mini Mates back set. And it's like, I think it's got a variety of Mini Mates characters in it, and then the box itself peels apart, and it's then you got a big cardboard blimp to play with, along with your figures. It looks like the figures are going to be Donatello, April, Shredder, Bebop, and a Foot Soldier. They're coming out with a bunch of little Mini Mates things. Next up. We got Tomorrow Girl, number one, by Antarctic Press. At long last, the heroine of Quagmire High School has her own series. In this exciting debut, Tomorrow Girl finds herself in a dystopian world where somewhere in the past, a superhero from the Golden Age went evil. Now she must travel to the past to confront this hero and make things right for her world. But will she be able to defeat a being whose powers are every bit as mighty as her own? It's her first debut? I thought I had some Tomorrow Girl comics. Maybe not. Uber Terror's big set of five comics by Avatar Press. There's an Unholy Gypsy Gold Foil bag set of three comics from Boundless Comics. And then we got Vanish Volume 1 trade paperback. If you missed out on that, I, I'm enjoying that storyline. But that collects Vanish number 1 to 4. Which, like, I, I don't like the four-run four trades. I believe trades should be six to eight or so comics but when you do the three or four runs it's gotta be a really good story that is a good story i am enjoying it but they have a venom cable guy figure by exquisite gaming and they, if you missed out haven't heard about the other ones they're basically characters with their hands curled so they can hold your charging cable for your devices and we got Violet Descends, number one of five by Blood Moon Comics. Seven archangels guide the fate of human humanity. The angels of life, death, miracles, nature, technology, freedom, and emotions. When the angel Violet abandons her sacred duties as shepherd of humanity's emotions, the world is suddenly thrown into a hellish apocalypse event. Violet is punished for her actions and bonded to a human named 
Ruth, who helps her uncover a demonic plot to bring upon the end of the world. One by one, the seven archangels fall prey to attacks from the deadly seven, a group of powerful archdemons that personify each of the seven deadly sins. With the impending destruction of humanity growing near, Violet and her human friend are tested as they must rely solely on one another to rescue the rest of the archangels while uncovering a secret conspiracy that dates all the way back to Earth's creation. Next up, we got W0RLDTR33, number one. That's World Tree, I would think, is what it's supposed to spell out. By Image Comics. In 1980, or 1999, Gabriel and his friends discovered the Undernet, a secret architecture to the Internet. They charted their exploration on a message board called WorldTree. Then they lost control. Someone broke into WorldTree. Someone who welcomed the violent hold the Undernet had on them. At great personal cost, Gabriel and the others thought they sealed the undernet away for good. They were wrong. And now they will know the meaning of fear. PH34R. The next major horror county outing the multiple uh, James Tinian the Fourth and Fernando Blanco along with Jordi Blair and Aditya Bedekar begins here. Getting into the computer age weird stuff. We got Warlock Rebirth number one. And it's got a Howard the Duck cover <laughs> by Marvel Comics. Adam Warlock was created to be the perfect human specimen. Since then, Adam has gone on to be a cosmic savior, defending the galaxy from the likes of Thanos, a universal church of truth, and the Magus. But what will happen when the next evolution of Warlock emerges? Someone who is stronger, faster, and smarter than Adam. Don't miss this untold story of Adam Warlock and the Infinity Watch, as Ron Mars and Ron Lim introduce a new character that will forever impact warlock's legacy and i gotta get the first one just for the howard the duck cover but other than that we'll see they have a web witch tim vigil a big set of five comics from boundless comics there's a Willow Reaction W2 Mad Mardigan figure. They have a bunch of other Willow figures, but I like the Mad Mardigan character <laughs> the best. And that's from Super 7 Media Incorporated. We have Winter Ember, number one of eight, by Ego Manga. Arthur is a man stripped of his past, tortured and forced to escape into isolation. Thought to be dead, he returns eight years later a changed man, disfigured, seeking answers, and pursuing revenge. 
Okay. I don't know if I get enough from that. Yeah, World of Archie Jumbo Comics Digest, number 129. By Archie Comics, two brand new stories. First, in Party Panic, classic Archie character Ginger Snap is ecstatic to have convinced her father to let her take the entire summer off. She's so excited, she wants to throw a party, and every good party needs music and catering, and all of Riverdale is invited. Then, in Hiding in Plain Sight, Wyatt Raymond, a.k.a. The Web, is using his sleuthing skills to crack a mystery in Riverdale, the real identity of Pureheart the Powerful. It's just Archie Andrews. <laughs> Let's do another one here. We got World of World of Betty and Veronica Jumbo Comics Digest number 24 by Archie Comics. Two brand new stories. First, in Foxy Ladies, she Fox meets her match in the form of Skulk, another Fox-inspired femme fatale, and she's got some help on her side when she recruits Power Teen to be her assistant. Then, in the origin of Pow Girl, Power Teen and Super Teen get some surprise help from Power Girl to foil some bank robbers. The girls are curious about this new costumed crime fighter. But will Pow Girl reveal her super secret origins? You'll have to read it to find out. But I got a few more left. I will stop it here and I will get back with more right after this. Or in a bit. Alright, let's finish up this month's goodies that are coming out in the future. Starting out with World of Tomorrow, number one by Uncharted Wilderness Studios. In 1950s Hollywood, Craig Barstow, the burned-out lead actor of failing sci-fi TV show The World of Tomorrow, ends up believing he actually is the show's valiant main character, Captain Cal Armstrong, after a failed mob hit, leaves him delusional. Now, with the mob on his tail and his tyrannical studio's boss, at his throat, he must find a way to save his show and his sanity, all before the final 5 p.m. broadcast. Then they got a WWE Money in the Bank tin lunchbox, if you want to look cool for your wrestling friends by Entertainment Earth. They got a WWE WrestleMania Women's Championship title belt fanny pack. By Entertainment Earth. <clears throat> Surprised it took them that long to come up with those. And they have an X-Men Wolverine Cable Guy character by Exquisite Gaming. If you missed out on the Cable Guy characters, they're just some of your favorite characters. Just with their hands out so they can hold your charging cable for your devices. 
They got year zero, volume zero, trade paperback out if you missed out on it. Very interesting story of the upcoming zombie apocalypse by artists, writers, and artisans. This doesn't say. Hmm. I would assume it. Excuse me. Raspy throat. I would assume it collects all five issues of the run. I believe it was a five-issue run. But in this action-packed prelude to the hit series, acclaimed horror writer Daniel Krause unveils four globe-spanning tales from the earliest days of the zombie apocalypse, when even the wildest rumor couldn't measure up to the horror to come. A streetwise Russian cop patrols the back alleys of the opportunistic black market, that emerges in response to the crisis. A North Korean soldier observes strange happenings on the DMZ. An ER nurse in the rural South fights to protect her hospital from threats without and within. A transgender flight attendant who has observed disturbing clues as she crisscrosses the globe keeps a wary eye on the passengers in seat or the passenger in seat 23C. Yeah, I really like how they did this. I can't wait to read volume one and two, which I believe are out already, and I think I may have them in my back file, but I'm not sure. If not, I will be getting them and sticking up with that story. We have Ziltoid Omniscient, Number one by Opus Comics. From the mind of Devin Townsend, one of the most colorful and prolific musicians in heavy metal, comes the bizarre and whimsical Ziltoid. The omniscient witness the rise of the Ziltoidian tasked with keeping the coffee flowing or else. Or else what? Or else space-time collapses, and coffee can be found in only one place in the universe. Earth, of course. 30 pages of the strangest stories. That sounds fun. Peter Townsend writing some comics. I was surprised because there was another Opus comic, comic this month, but it wasn't music related i don't think and i kind of always expect theirs to be music related because they got the little record on their label but that is it boys and girls for this month's goodies to come uh hopefully you'll find something you can enjoy i know i found a few that i'll be picking up but we're gonna sit there and I guess end it here. And we'll be back next month with some more goodies that will be coming out in the future. We also got, keep an eye out or look them up. They may, may be out by the time you hear this, some of them. But we have Under the Cull audio and video podcast now. Videos you have to find on Spotify, I guess. Uh, we also have the under of 
under the cull of MS YouTube channel that has all kinds of comic related videos, unpacking videos, MS videos, all kinds of stuff. Um, you can follow Crimson Cull Comic Club where a group of us do comic reviews once a week. Unless something's up, like coming up in the near future, we got the Milwaukee Mighty Con, so we'll be taking that week off because some of us will be going to that. And we'll have probably an unpacking on YouTube from that. And we also have something in the mail on the way that will also be another unpacking coming up here. Uh, yeah, lots of things in the thoughts for the near future, but we'll see what happens. And then I should, I'm going to have to somehow link you up to my eBay page because we're going to be doing a big comic sale here pretty soon. And there's also one of my comic groups that is talking about doing this thing where once a month we get a random person's name that an address and we have to send them three comics and everybody will get three, three comics given to them from someone from the group and then I'm going to see if we can do like a group review then I can record it on my zoom channel and then we can just talk about the comics that we uh, got from our fellow comic addicts and then if you want to join and talk about some comics that you're reading right now you can join at the Crimson, uh, Crimson Color Comic Club Facebook page. And that way you can get notifications when we do our, our Saturday reviews. And if you're available, you can hop on and be one of the members that's part of that. But other than that, that's it for now. I'm just trying to add a few minutes to this recording since it was a quick one. So, be good. Take care of yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the monster. And we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Bye.